Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. It's Showdown. time for it's the BDB starting five. <laughs> Let's get this Main shit event, going. The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey again. That motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. In KG. It's it's tough as I, can, I don't I don't know I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you a hot take after a hot take. It's BDB. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. The boys yep. are back from the golf trip. Patriots week one. Shit themselves. Uh, we got a start in five today. It's going to be a good one. Um, lots to go over. It's already late at night on a Wednesday. We're all tired, but we're going to grind it out, put out the, the, the best effort we can. And, uh, other than my legs being extremely itchy because the goddamn black flies were probably the worst I've ever seen in my life. Um, good. Not too bad. Week's going by pretty well. So that's always a good thing. Scale of one to ten, how hungover were you on Sunday morning, Shuri? Uh, I have moved now to a two-day hangover, apparently, in my life. <laughs> I usually never get hungover. I can't believe I even got out to golf. Um, I was hurting. I, I was feeling pretty good with the boys on Saturday. The golf was awful, so there's only one way to take care of that, and that's to not remember it. And mm-hmm. I did a pretty good, job, pretty good job of that and uh, paid for it Sunday morning. And Monday. I uh I think my hangover on Saturday on Sunday was legit like a one. I don't think I even I didn't even think I drank the night before. I don't know what which it was. Incredible because you which were. is incredible. I know. I don't know. I yeah that that was the same for me. But the big difference was like I was sleeping by like ten thirty. Yeah, you were in bed you three hours before me. I think me. I think it was like me, vet, and my brother all freaking passed out pretty early but story of the weekend meanwhile we were playing flip cup until one well new midnight midnight well listen there's a reason why i left after the first round of golf on saturday i left the clubhouse got in my car and drove to the jordan before anybody else and i got up there and i said hey the room we get a reservation tonight the rooms are not under my name i said can i check in the guy's like, yeah, what's the last name? I said, Puya. I go, it's a suite in a regular room. He goes, oh, yeah, I got him right here. He goes, I just need you to sign. Like, well, actually, like, actually, you're only here for a night. I don't need you. I don't need to know you're, like, what you're driving for a vehicle. I said, okay. He goes, all right, you have both keys. I'm like, nope, give me the standard room. You can leave the suite here. Somebody else can have that. I'm going to that regular room, baby, because <laughs> I knew I want to shut it down when I want to shut it down. And I just... Uh, Staying up till one o'clock, one thirty in the morning, dude, is it, it, drinking beer is not what I want to do right now. So that's why it's, I, it was a fun time. I had a, I had a good time. Um, I was gonna say the story of the weekend is I think we finally figured out who the alpha was in the Sherry OJ pairings from earlier in the summer. <laughs> I don't. Well, we didn't really need. We, we everybody knew, but we got confirmation now. Okay. We have confirmation. All right. 
it, there's there's confirmation, and um, I don't, I mean, I don't know if we're ever we're gonna play a golf again this year or not. But if we do something next year, Owen's not playing to a 28 fucking handicap. I'm no. sorry. Yeah. Like, I sorry. agree. I will say so. I played with OJ and Whitey, and Whitey played the round of his life. He was making shots left and right, but I think sometimes OJ just brings that out on people because I've seen Sherry make shots that he's ever made before. And I think just OJ, I don't know what it is, dude. He is a good partner. Okay. He's a he's a good partner, man. He really is. You know why? Because like nothing, he's like unflappable, dude. Like he just doesn't, he's like the same like mood level like, is. all the time. He, uh, I will say though, I think we do know that OJ was the alpha. But it's hard to compare because Shuri got stuck with Puya, and Puya has been. <laughs> he had a round to forget. Puya's had a couple of shit. He's had a few rounds to forget this summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did too. I I was just god awful. I, I, Do you think that you and Puya were the two drunkest on the course? Had to. No. Had, I'll tell you what. Vet was he couldn't hit he couldn't hit a ball off the tee he could not hit a ball off the tee in the back nine and i think part of that had to do with he was steve like that never drinks like ever and so he had he had he had a bunch of beers and we had some transfusions and and uh then we got to number 10 and we were backed up a little bit and the uh the savage group got came in behind us so steve may have partook a little little uh in some of that so after that he was no fucking shot and then when we when we took that fireball shot on 11 that was it it was curtains for him <laughs> he uh he, and i've and never seen him i've Savage never seen him try to hit a ball i mean there was a lot of us that were oh he was yeah i listen like, i got up there on sunday on like some of the holes like 14 15 I stood on the tee box and said, I, I don't even remember what I don't know what I did on this hole because I don't remember the fucking hole. <laughs> don't even remember. I don't remember the fucking hole. I was looking at Keith like, Keith, this is gonna be bad because I don't remember it. That's incredible. Yeah, we. It was. Um, I think the once the back night come around, like I was playing really well in the front, um, and then the back night come around and like just shit just started going downhill quick. But, um, you know. They usually don't uh, drink too much on the course, but Saturday it's funny. I feel exception. like I feel like leading up to the, you know, there's so much anticipation and I feel like everyone's so competitive and everyone's like kind of talking shit, like some more than others <clears throat> vet. But um, I feel like <laughs> once like once we get up there and we started playing, like we all just like wanted to have a fun time. I feel like it yeah. seemed like yeah. the, it seemed like no one was really like competing for win win. It just was like, let's just drink beers and have fun. And I think we did too, because I mean, I think it was like anytime, like we had the group caught up behind us or we caught up to the group in front of us. Or, and like, even the group we had on Saturday with there's like vet and I Coley and Nick, like we're just, it was like just constantly fucking laughing, like the whole yep. time. That's so it was, it was, it, it was definitely like a, a damn good time. I mean, um, they had a lot of fun. It was a good time. All right, so I didn't watch any of it because we were up there. I don't know if you stayed up to the clubhouse and watched it, but did you watch any of the Pats game show, Doug? I didn't see one fucking minute of it. Not not one snap of it. And All I'm the happy. same with you? I, no, so I actually got home. 
I got home and saw a decent amount of the second half. <clears throat> Although at that point, the game was kind of, the Patriots looked like fucking weren't very good. So I hadn't seen the kids like all weekend. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like playing around with them and stuff. So I did, I had it on, but I didn't really watch too much of it. Um, didn't miss much, obviously. But so you guys obviously like didn't DVR rewatch it. You guys just like watch highlights of it. Is that all you did basically? I haven't even seen a highlight. I haven't seen any highlights. No, I think I saw one. Yeah, or two I mean, this morning that ESPN was breaking down. Uh, but I hate ESPN, so it was like I just didn't, I didn't even watch like two plays. I mean, I, I do think like obviously the the what was the find like twenty one seven or twenty four seven or whatever it was, and I don't like. I know like Belichick come out in his interview and he kind of said it was like two plays made a difference in the game. And I don't really necessarily disagree with that. Um, you kind of had the, 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 the maybe it's three plays. The Patriots are driving the ball down the field, like first drive, stuffing it down Miami's throat. And then there was a deflected pass. Miami picked it off inside the, inside the 20 or whatever it was. And then they had the strip sack. Miami scored for a touchdown. Um, and then the, the play right at the end of the first half where uh, two or three the ball to Waddle and he scored from like 35 yards out. Um, I kind of wonder whether or not, cause Adrian Phillips got hurt on the play before. And it seemed as though, at least what the radio guys are saying is that um, it seemed like Miami was going to let the clock run out or try to kick a field goal or whatever the situation was. But with Phillips down on the ground, it gave me, uh, what's his name? McDaniels. No, what the fuck is it? Um, yeah. Mike, yeah. Whatever the freaking Miami's coaches gave yeah. him like time to like, kind of like look at shit and come up with something. And they ran a play right at the end. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if Phillips doesn't get hurt, maybe they run the clock out. So, um, you know, defensively, they only let up what 14 points. So you, I mean, you can't really complain too much about that. Um, they did a fairly good job, I think containing Tyreek, but the offense was just fucking horrible. So, I will say it seemed like uh, a preseason too. Like Tua, he had uh, 270 yards, one touchdown, no picks, a rating of 104. I think that's like exceeded everyone's expectations on what Tua was going to do. I didn't see the game, so I don't know what they were doing. But like Tyreek still had 94 yards. Waddle, that's the one highlight I saw, which I think is awesome, is Waddle's touchdown dance. The Waddle, <laughs> just, great. I think that's pretty cool. Really, really but um, I, I'm not surprised by this. Not surprised by that, but if the Patriots would have won, I wouldn't have been surprised either. I just think, like, Pat's stinking Miami, and I think Miami's made some improvements this year where it's not shocking to me that the Pats lost this game. So I did listen. I mean, I listened to the whole game on the radio. Even in the golf cart, I was listening to it on the radio. So it's not – maybe I, I didn't watch it because I listened to it, and I listened to, like, the radio announcers talk about how shitty they played anyway. So uh, – but – from what everything I heard was like Tua like was almost trying to give the fucking game away at the end. Like he was throwing just balls up in the air. There was like a, a ball that he threw over the middle of the field and it was like two Patriots ran into each other. He threw a ball to Tyreek that Jack Jones should have intercepted that Tyreek just made an unbelievable play on. But I do think that the doubts of Ty of Tua are there. And I think the Patriots didn't didn't take advantage of it. But with that said, Tua, the, Patriots, the Patriots haven't beat Tua. They've never been. They, he's 4-0 against the Pats. The Patriots aren't good. Like, I'm sorry. They, like, Bill has – I know I, I was on this guy earlier in the year when we first started this podcast. He sucks. He's crushed this team, Bill. He doesn't have – you know, when you have Tom Brady, who's the GOAT 
the greatest of all time and you put average players around him, he he raises their level to be great, really good. But when you have an average quarterback and then you put average guys around him, that's an average fucking team. And it's actually below average. And especially when you draft shit, it's below average. You what, what Miami has done or a lot of teams, you can see it. You could say Kirk Cousins. You could say uh, even even to me, like Matt Stafford is like unbelievable talent around him with Cooper Cup and those guys. You have to put really, 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 really good talent around average quarterbacks to make them better. And then you then you they realize that they're really good. Bill mm-hmm. has absolutely muffed this. He sucks. He sucks as a fucking GM. He's crushed this team. They're, like they're two, two to three years behind. They have the highest payroll to wide receivers, and their wide receivers are led by fucking Jacoby Myers. Who's they have the highest think, payroll? To wide receivers, they pay more wow. money to their wide receivers than Nelson Aguilar makes, like a, like twelve million. Uh, the that's insane. Devante Parker is a lot. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is like eight million a year. It's ridiculous. They pay that's a wild. shit ton to their wide receivers and to their tight ends. They pay the highest to their tight ends as well, and they're just below average. Like this is just, it's sad. It's sad how he's built this team. It's awful how he's drafted this team. Like we could have had better wide receivers. Uh, we get it fucking Cole Strange. Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? Like, what is happening? You could have got him in the round three. We we've talked about that. We we beat a dead horse, but you have he, not he, put talent on this on this team. Cole, he was the highest rated offensive lineman for the Patriots on for Sunday, Patriots, though. Which isn't much to say, but. But well, I mean, you say that, but the Patriots, like historically, in the last like, as far as back as you can remember, usually have one of the better offensive lines in football. Yeah, but I think they the biggest issue do. with Cole Strange was where he missed him. Like, he could have got Cole Strange in round three, and we'd be looking at it like, wow, that's a great pick in round three. We have one of the highest-rated guards in the league this year. Where, also, Cole Strange didn't play the whole game. He only played, like, 70% of the snaps because they wanted to reserve him and keep him fresh, which is wild that Lyman, the Patriots, are the only team to do that. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't, that I don't understand, but... So we did not talk about this at all. I'm not preparing these guys for this, but I'm going to ask this question and I can answer it first to give you guys a little time. Um, one big thing that happened this week outside the Patriots, anything that comes to mind, like any game results that shocked you, like some guy getting hurt, whatever like that. I'll just start it off with my Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers get a lot of get a lot of clout because of their offense having so many studs on it. But this week it was all about their defense. They're the only team to the Cowboys, the only team in the NFL not to get a touchdown this week. And I think that the Buccaneers defense doesn't get enough credit. But I think that games like this where the offense can't score touchdowns, the defense can actually win them games where they are a pretty goddamn complete football team with having Tom Brady back there too. So just for me, I think uh, just like how good the Bucks defense is. That's what stands out to me. Uh, one thing from this weekend that I would say stands out is and I, it's no, not really a surprise to anybody, but like Justin Jefferson may be uncoverable. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and he's got a fucking below so, average quarterback thrown in the ball. Like, I don't understand why Jair, Jair Alexander wasn't covering him, but he is a fucking, he's a freak. He's really good. He's really good. Cool. He's really this fucking feeds good, into dude. exactly what I was going to say. That bad coaches will cost your fucking team games. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 75% of his snaps were against safeties and linebackers. 
Like that's good coaching. You put your guy and that's what happens to Cooper cup, right? Like they move them around and they shift formation so much. they get those mismatches that if they hit you with fucking 10 slants to Cooper cup or, or he just sits in a zone in a spot or whatever it is, that's what they're doing with Justin Jefferson when they're moving around so fucking much. And then you look at Denver and what they did. It's new coach overwhelmed. And I hate saying it cause he's from New Hampshire, which is like, you know, main sister. Uh, but they, Hackett looked terrible as a coach. Like he just made terrible decisions. Um, Bad coaches coaches will lose games. That they will. I mean, it's funny, not funny, but with like Hackett come out yesterday and was like, yeah, in hindsight, I probably should, we should have gone for it. Yeah, no shit. You fucking think you traded fucking four first round picks and three players for Russell Wilson. And you decided to kick a 65 yard field goal on like fourth and four. It's like I understand like that call if it's like fourth and fifteen. Probably the you know the 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 success rate on a picking up a fourth and fifteen is probably not high. It's got to be like somewhat favorable on fourth and four, especially with a guy like Russ. Now I don't like Russ. I'm not a huge fan of Russ. I think Russ is overrated, but you still I have lo- to go for I that. I love that Seattle fucking gave it to him, dude. I do too. Also, not looking good for your over your uh, whatever it was. But on that said, I don't, think I've got, I don't think I got a damn thing that I went on a rant on last week right. Like I said, Florida was going to win. I said the Pats were going to handle. I said that the Rams were going to get fucking uh, – they were going to mm-hmm. destroy the Bills. I, I didn't hit on a thing. So, like, I'm not, ba- like, bashing on you guys. But Seattle actually came out and got a dub, dude. And I, I think that's what I told you guys when it happened is, like, you just ne- – like, when you hate somebody so much, uh, you revenge, you can never – Arrival and revenge, man. You can never judge those. No, and I, I mean, I definitely said that I think Seattle's gonna be the worst team in the league, and I'm still not convinced they're not gonna be. I mean, I, I still don't buy the fact that they're gonna roll through the season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke and have a ton of success. But with that being said, I think it's also like I'm pretty sure I think I had Denver as the worst team in the in the FC West, and I still believe that because I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Russ is very good. We both I, did, yeah. I I, I don't. I, I, like I said, I think he had more talent at the wide receiver position in Seattle than he does in Denver, and he yep. wasn't getting it done there. So it's like I, I'm not a Russ guy. And as soon as he come out with that fucking stupid ass tuxedo on that was like mint green, I was like, oh my god. How about the if, fake high fives, dude? Did you see that? He's a fucking. He's, he's such so a cringe. loser. He he is such For a the record, fucking loser. He is dude. the arm talent, the skill. He is to me, he's great, but he doesn't have that dog. Like he doesn't. He's not that. He's too nice of a guy. guy. He's He's a fucking loser. All right. One last thing about week one, 16 total games week one, eight of them decided by three points or less. I think for the NFL, that is like fantastic. I think that some of those like games like Browns versus Mayfield was awesome. I think Russ versus Seahawks week one's awesome. Those are some really cool matchups. But one of my favorite things and this goes back to Fagola making maybe one of the worst picks in our starting five history. Jameis Winston's interview after the game, dude. <laughs> is he the funniest fucking guy on earth? He's, dude, he is hilarious. What did oh. I pick Jameis for? Oh, it's when we did the shit segment and you called him that he oh. was, uh, I don't know, whatever. He's a one of the sh- yeah, I said he was a I gotta, he, oh, he, he is. He's, he's hilarious. He's, a, he's so goddamn funny, dude. Did, I can't imagine. Like what? Like you know, like when like you see like stuff before games, like Brady's pumping up his teammates. Could you even imagine like oh Jameis God. Winston pumping you up? I just, no. even, he just did you see that? 
like that that video of him eating the W. Like if you watch the video, I think it's Deshaun Jackson. Is it? Yeah, no, Deshaun played with him on Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he's sitting there looking at him. He's like, like the look on his face. Like, what are you doing, dude? But you talk about funny shit he said. Did you see what Geno Smith said after the game against Denver? Oh yeah. He's like, you guys, you guys wrote me off, but I didn't write back. It's like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? Gino. Oh, did you see uh, Canarius Tony had another good one today? It was like uh, they asked him about his playing time, and because he only got like seven or eight snaps, and he was like, "I don't care what my playing time is, as long as I get a win." Do you want a dollar? <laughs> like that's what he asked the reporter because the reporter asked the tough question. Is no, but he answered it right, uh, and I love Canarius Tony for that. Um, so. I got I got a quick hit here. I got to get out of get off. Here, um, here. Everyone knows the rules in our fantasy. Like you're not even in our fantasy football league, but you know the number one rule in our we have two quarterbacks, you can never go over three quarterbacks. Like I mm-hmm. feel like everyone knows that. Well, Puya decides in waivers that he's going to add uh Taysom Hill, who is quarterback tight end in playmate tight end and like that's not a thing. Like that's not that doesn't count as a quarterback, he says. I'm like, well, he's quarterback eligible, so he absolutely is a fucking quarterback still. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, the way we did it in the offseason was, like, no one's going to do it. No one's going to break the rules. Don't worry about it. But if you do, then Roger Shorey gets to set the the punishment. So we are live waiting for the punishment to break. Uh, I gave him, I gave the league two options that they had to choose between, and he had no say in this. So it was 20 real dollars to the highest player in our league, this highest point score, uh, extra additional to what they usually get. And then they, um, then he lost $25 of his fab dollars. And then the other option was 25 fab dollars lost. And he has to make a one minute video on his Instagram apologizing and telling us why he thought he could take Taysom Hill, um, and how it won't happen again, and he must show tears in this video. Um, so we're what'd you guys choose? For it to happen. Oh, uh, you don't know yet. It was unanimous. Besides Cole, because Cole wanted the money. Um, it was unanimous. Fucking Cole. <clears throat> and even that, I think Cole would vote for the uh, video, but he knew what everyone else is voting, so I think he was trying to like get on Puya's good side, maybe for a trade or something. Yeah, um, but so what you're saying is that we should turn Instagram on who we should yeah turn on Puya's alerts so whenever he goes live on Instagram we want to get notified of it. And he also has to leave it up until he's eliminated from the season. Oh, so we can't yeah, just delete no, it after? No, 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 it's up there. It has to be on Facebook and Instagram. But does he know this yet? All day that he can't put it on Facebook. But oh, so he knows like, this. That's part of the rules. Like that's what Roger said. <laughs> It's you. <laughs> it's me. It's you. <laughs> That's what right. So, so I am so excited dude. to see Puya. He's like, I got, I got, uh, what does he say? I got uh, professional connections on Facebook. I was like, I don't give a fuck what you have. They're going to think that's funny. Yeah, seriously. That's good stuff, dude. All right. So, we're doing our football pa- uh, previews for the week. We usually do five, but there are not too many good games this week for college and NFL that were worth it. So, we're only doing three this week. So, we're going to start it off with the only college game we're going to do. It's the only, uh, no, actually, I think there's two games this week that where this, this both teams ranked, but 
We're doing number 13, Miami, traveling to Texas A&M, who is the 24th seed. Texas A&M lost last week to App State 17-14. Miami's had two cupcakes on their schedule so far this year, so uh, they destroyed Bethune-Cook. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, in Southern Miss. So this is their first real matchup. I know goal was high on A&M to start the year. Are you still high on I was. Them? I mean, I, I think I've always – I always, like – Thought A&M's defense was was elite, but I was like their quarter. I was worried about their quarterback play. Obviously, last week it was you know you held a team a team like App State seventeen points. You should win the fucking game, but you didn't. And it was a last week was a bad fucking week for a lot of teams when it comes to college football. So, um, but I'm also not sold on Miami. I mean, I think a a lot of the last few years and every time Miami starts out three four and zero. Teams are people are starting to say, "Oh, Miami's back! Miami's back! Miami's back!" All this other shit. So, if Miami's back, they need they need to they need to go to A and M and win this game. Um, and I actually think they're going to because I just don't think A and M can score any points. I, I think their offense is fucking completely trash. Um, I do think they're having good defense, but I am I think Miami's going to go down to Texas, going to go to A and M, and they think they're going to beat them. A and M's going to fall out of the top twenty-five, and one of my final four picks is going to be gone. As they are now, anyway. But interesting. Uh, I can't get enough of watching this. Uh, have you seen like the dancing crew that? That is literally the most cringeworthy thing I've ever it's... seen in my life. Oh, for A and M. Oh my God, is it cringe? They do like these line dances, and they like talk, talk about, about how they're losers. Beat the teams coming in, and like they're just trash, trashy Southern kids. And then just uh, losers. Yeah, and then so I don't know if people know how this works, but like when they have a big school plays these small schools, they pay them to come to their stadium. Mm-hmm. So the best part about losing Appalachian state is like the following week, they go there to pick up their $1.5 million check from <laughs> Texas A&M. And it's like, Hey, thank you for the check. We appreciate you having us. Oh, it's sorry about stealing the fucking dub. <laughs> like, how yeah. fucking cool is that? Um, but no, I, I think Miami's going to have some serious swag and they're not afraid to go in there. These like, Southern Florida kids are talk a lot of shit and you know, they're going to be bringing up that, that Appalachian state loss. So I, I also, I think that, I think that Miami has a lot of confidence coming into this game. So if Texas A&M doesn't get an early lead, look out for, for Miami to roll up on them. I, I like points being scored by both teams. I just feel like the energy is going to be high. I think that Jimbo fish is going to have to really dial it up. And he is one of the best coaches in the in the NCAA. So uh, I like some points being scored in this game, but I do think Miami takes it. I will I, say, I'll I, say, I, okay. I was going to say, so uh, A&M's favored by five points. They're home, obviously, in this game, but they're favored by five. But the over-under in this game is down to 45 right now, even. It started at 48 and a half. So a lot of the betters are taking the under on this. So they're not thinking a lot of points can be scored. Wow. I don't know if um, any weather is related to that or not, but. Uh, it could have something to do with AM only putting up four. I actually week. went on to like Bovado and I got it at 44 and a half. So it's even dropping faster there. Mm. I I was just saying too, like I know this sounds crazy, and maybe this is just this is a bit of a hot take. But AM loses this game. They start one and two. And then you start to look and see what they're where they're gonna start headed. They're gonna lose to Alabama. You know, if if they end up going fucking 
eight and four this year. Jimbo's ass is going to start getting fucking warm because they mm-hmm. paid that motherfucker a lot of money to go to A&M. Yeah. And he's brought in some big time, recall big time recruiting classes and he hasn't fucking delivered now. And then A&M is going to very wealthy fucking alumni network from my understanding. So if Jimbo stumbles, you know, eight and four, seven and five, that his ass is going to be in the fucking hot seat because you can't pay a guy 75, $80 million a year, bring in top five recruiting classes. Like he has every fucking year and go eight and four and seven and five in the SEC. They're not going to deal with it. So I, I think this is, if they lose this, if they lose Sun, uh, Saturday, I think Jimbo is going to, Shit might get a little interesting down at A and M. Did you see the video of the the five star cornerback driving his car around the uh, parking garage? Nope. If you, I'll send it to you guys. Right. It's fucking wild. It was after the game in his parking garage. There is a five star crew. I don't know his name. He's got to be going close to a hundred through the parking garage, like whip like. People are there. Like, there's people in the parking garage, and he's driving the through them. It's so an dumb. Absurd video. He's an A and M, A and M kid. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. Um, so just. I was, I was ahead, just to say, real, sorry. I was just say real quick with Jimbo Fisher. His first year there he was nine and four. Then he went eight and five, nine and one, eight and four. Yeah. Seventy-five million dollars to go eight and four every year is not fucking very good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get off college football, would either of you like to chime in on Florida and Notre Dame? If you don't want to, that's uh, fine. No, Florida, Florida to me, they, I, I've known, I never was going to say this team would be a national championship team, but I did expect Anthony Richardson to be a lot better. Like there was some plays that I saw that he usually makes guys miss in the open field and he wasn't doing it. So, um, he's raw. They, they're so young. I know there's going to be growing pains, but I also feel like this year for me, Florida's more of like watching the excitement while next year, hopefully he stays and, and they're like the team to, to make that run where they get a, a year under their belt. So, but I, I still expect them to beat Kentucky at home. Like you guys beat them 31 straight years. You lost the last two now. I think Kentucky is more of a football school than they are a basketball school now, though. But Kentucky's Honestly. good. Honestly, they are let's good. Let's be honest. Yeah. Kentucky's good. And Florida has a cakewalk this week, but then they got Tennessee coming up, LSU, Georgia, like the 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 like. Oh, the schedule's a gauntlet. Yeah, if you have any bad game, so it's just it's it's. I'm just so excited about Anthony Richardson. Like he is actually really fun. And and I also saw how like they say he's like the best kid, like just a nice like genuine kid. After the game, he came out of the locker room and he was like upset and he was walking through the, like the par- the parking lot to his dorm. And he saw like a bunch of young kids and they asked for a photo and he actually ended up like staying and playing tag football with them. That's cool. Yeah. It's really really cool. And then we got Marcus Freeman, only coach ever to start 0-3 at Notre Dame because of the bowl game last year. Um, yeah, I mean, I listen, I I wasn't a fan of Brian Kelly, and I but Brian Kelly doesn't lose Byron Kelly wasn't losing that game to Marshall. Um I I don't know what it is. I mean, I thought Notre Dame's defense looked pretty good for, you know, three, three and a half quarters against uh, Ohio State. And then they just Marshall ran for like 300 fucking yards on them. Their offense looks inept. They just lost Buckner. He's out for the year. So what happened to him? Uh, she said he had shoulder shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. Hey, that five times fast. 
Yeah, no, I can't. Um, I can't even say it one time slow. Uh, but <laughs> well, yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> two hours past your bedtime. Yeah, that's a good you, point. You so, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't... Uh, I thought for sure this... I kept saying this team was... Oh, this is a 10-win team. If they win eight games, I'd be... At this point, I'm going to be thrilled with it. But, um, I don't know, man. It's fucking disappointing. They still got some tough games on the schedule. They have... They do. Cal they, this they, week, then they have North Carolina, they have Clemson, they have yeah, USC they at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I don't know. It's what uh, did um I'm trying to find it. I can't really find much on it. What did they sign Freeman to? I'm not saying this is all Freeman's fault. I think it's tough when you first year, you know, because the recruits and everything. But what did they sign him to? How many years? You know. I I honestly I think it was three years. Yeah. And I don't think it was for big money. So. Not for them. Not big money for them. N- no. So not this year. He goes, say he goes, whatever. If you start zero and two, if you get to eight and four, maybe win a bowl game. You're having a pretty good, you know, at this point. If he's if he goes eight and four, seven and five, and then starts out next year like same thing, similar. They're gonna fucking. They're not gonna hesitate to fucking chicken him and try to go make a big splash, but. I don't right. know. I'm I, kind of at a loss for words. It's kind of fucking. Yeah. I found it. They they did give him four years, two and a half million a year. So. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking peanuts. Peanuts um, for Notre Dame. One thing to be quickly get it out there. Georgia is the best team in the country. Still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Boy, we. Alabama look vulnerable as fuck. They, they are the best team in the country. All right, moving on to the big dogs. Uh, we got two NFL games we're going to preview here. They are on the beginning of the week and the end of the week. But we will start with the Monday night game. There's two Monday night games this week, I believe. We'll start with the later one. It is the Vikings traveling to the Eagles. Eagles are two and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah. Both teams they, won last I, week. Yeah, both teams. Both teams can put up a lot of points, which would be fun to watch. Um, Kirk Cousins to me, I, I, I can't remember the, the, I think you had it in the chat, uh, the coach's name for, oh, Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. Um, Mm -hmm. he seemed to do a great job getting Jefferson. Uh, they have some good weapons. You get them open, you get a mismatch, mismatches, but also now you've got a week of film where Philadelphia could study that. So like, there's going to be ways that they, they take away Jefferson and then you got to counter that. So. Um, we'll see how they do it. I, I still like the Eagles. I think the Eagles gave up a lot of points to Detroit, but I think Detroit's also better than what I, I, is, is a good team. Like, I don't think that Detroit's a, was a walkover that they've always been. So, uh, yeah, Philly struggled with them, but they beat a good team. And I think Philly takes care of business in Minnesota. Is this the same team with they threw the batteries at and stuff like that? Don't remember that. Yeah, I think it is. Um, who does Eagles fans? fans? Yeah, they had huge issues like in the NFC Championship back in when they won the Super Bowl when they beat the Pats. The, but the week before the NFC Championship, I believe, was in Philly, and Minnesota fans were like treated like garbage. Um, it, oh my so, gosh, dude! So they did it at Santa one time too. Yes, yeah, they did it. Oh at yeah, Santa. Philly's a bunch, a bunch of fucking dirtbags. <laughs> but they're the best. But they're the worst. Like, and I gotta say, yeah. like I've always like. If I talked football with anyone, like it's Crackle, who's my, you know, one of my best friends forever. And so, like, I've always been like a little bit of like, oh, we'll just talk Eagles and Patriots. So I know probably the second most about the Eagles. So I, I kind of root for him on the side until they beat us in the Super Bowl. But um, 
if I said I have a second favorite NFL team, it's the Eagles. So go Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Um, I like the Eagles Monday night for one reason and one reason only. Kirk Cousin is eight and seventeen in primetime games That's and right. one and nine on Monday night. So yikes! Hammer Philly. The... That motherfucker does not like playing him on the big stage. No. He wants to be stuck at that like one o'clock game that nobody fucking watches. And yeah, he, the guy can't play big primetime games. Uh, last week AJ Brown first game there, ten receptions, one hundred fifty-five yards. Monster. 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 And then the guy who I was the lowest on for any running back in the NFL, I think he's fucking sucks, but Miles Sanders put up 96 yards and a touchdown. So so just just we'll real quick while you say that, the Eagles give a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. The Pats used the first-round pick on Cole Strange. And I get there's money, but then they went and took on Devontae Parker. There's not much difference between Devontae Parker's contract for this year and A.J. Brown's. Like, that's, that's where the Patriots miss. Like, would you rather have A.J. or would you rather Devontae? It's not even close. One's a game changer that you can just throw the ball up to at any time, and he's going to win those 50-50s, where Devontae's like, I'll get it 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just a little rant of what Bill, to me, has crushed his team. I I think in past years, like, the, the Vikings have struggled when, I think because Cook's been hurt here and there. Cook is not always healthy. But I think when Cook is with, was healthy, I think that Cook and Jefferson are the best running back wide receiver combo there is. So I think it's hard on defenses to really game plan against the Vikings, even with Cousins, because I think that they can go either way and they can be successful either way. I think the Vikings win this game. Um, I'm not completely sold on the Eagles yet, so... I'm taking Vikings. The Vikings sec- secondary has always been weak, but they obviously played really well against Green Bay last week. So maybe if they can put it together, this is a playoff team if they put it together. They played well against Green Bay last week, but Green Bay didn't even have it. their best receiver as Alan Lazard. So they were playing a bunch of guys or that. Or they didn't have their top two tackles either. Like they were missing on top. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying like Rodgers wasn't throwing the ball to no, anybody that anybody's ever heard of. All right, moving on and to our next game. This one is actually going to be tonight when this episode airs. Thursday night game, a monster game. Chargers heading to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Chiefs are actually four-point favorites in this. Both of these teams, I think, right now, uh, if you were to say who the MVP frontrunners are, are the two quarterbacks on these two teams. Uh, both had pretty huge games in week one, and uh, these offenses are just going to score some points. So the Chiefs don't miss Tyreek Hill at all. No. Nope. That was pretty fucking evident on Sunday. They absolutely just beat the wheels off the Cardinals. I mean, it was that was disgusting. Um where's this game? It's home. Kansas City. Home Thursday night Arrowhead. I am high on the Chargers this year as you guys know. But I think this is a game that the Chiefs are going to win. I think primetime game home, the home opener at Arrowhead, that place gets crazy. I think they uh, they 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 get out a little bit early on on the Chargers, and they just when you're trying to play catch up against Mahomes, it's it's not a good place to be. So um, can I throw I, I one like, thing in I here like before you officially yeah. say that? Just real quick, I don't know if it's going to change your mind, but Harrison Butker is officially out of this game. They had to either, I think they, last week they had that safety or whoever it was kicking, but they did sign a kicker just uh, yesterday or something. Yeah. 
Amendola. So, I mean, that could change. I think in a close game, that's huge, obviously. Oh, it's huge in a close game. But I, and I also think, too, if and I maybe I misread this, but I'm pretty sure Keenan Allen's been ruled out for the Chargers Ooh. as well. So, that's one of Herbert's weapons yeah. that's not going to be there. Um, I like Kansas City playing at home opener. Arrowhead gets crazy. Night game. Um, like I said, I, it doesn't take away how high I am on the Chargers this year, but I just like, uh, they're not going to go undefeated. So I like Kansas City to take this one, um, the first matchup of the two this year between uh, between them. I, I'll stick to my theme uh, of what I've said earlier is that bad coaches will lose you games. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a great coach out in Arizona, and I think we've mm-hmm. all said that. Um, and he got gimmicked. Like, I was watching the Chiefs offense, uh, and it's a gimmick offense. They move guys around, and then they just shovel past, like, different directions and stuff like that. It's not a bad – like, don't get me wrong. Gimmick offense is not – like, it's not a slam on them. Like, that's awesome that they can do that. They can move guys and get you looking one way, and a, and a gimmick just means that it's going to go the other way. Like, it's a shovel pass with, with like, their home's rolling to his right. Shovel pass underneath. Play goes to its left. It's awesome. Um <clears throat> And Arizona, like, they've been doing that for years, though, but, like, Arizona had no counter to it. And Brandon Staley is a bad fucking coach. I've been saying that for a while. The guy doesn't know how to clock management. He doesn't know how to uh, – he he always wants to go for it. He's, like, not decisive. Um, he came in as a defensive coordinator. His defense is still eh, and he doesn't have, like, a special offensive coordinator when he has absolutely unbelievable talent on his offensive side. Um, so, for me, I just think that – the Chiefs win this game because of coaching and talent. Uh, so week one charges, they had her, I mean, with Keenan Allen being out, obviously huge because it takes, you know, it puts attention on other guys, but nine different receivers had at least two catches and four receptions was the most on the entire team for the game. So like Herbert just spread the ball all around. I think Mahomes is the same type. I think Mahomes could throw to me and I could look pretty decent in Kansas city's offense. Um, but I talked about it last week. I talked about it before this year, Khalil Mack, three sacks, uh, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. I don't even know which one it is, but one and a half sacks. And then you guys have talked a lot about, cause like, I know a lot about these big names, like these two guys, but their secondary had three picks in that game too. Um, this defense is legit. I think if there's a defense that can make it tr- tough for Mahomes, it's going to be the chargers cause they can get at you in so many different ways. But I think that until Mahomes is like loses. I just think he's always going to win these games. I just, he's, he's only won since he's gotten to the league. He's been in the league. I think this is going to be his fifth year and that's, this dude just wins games and that's all he does. So I, I'm taking the chiefs to win this too, especially at home. So. Should be a fun game. Do you know what I got for the first time? Uh, like I can't believe I've been missing out on this for years. Red zone. I've never had red zone. I never have either. This year. It's, un- it's awesome. Like I, I don't want to get like, I'm sure most people have already had it or like watched it. It's fucking incredible. Like literally every game, every like it never has commercials. So like the entire day, it's just like bang, 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 bang like play after play. In this game, that game, this like you don't even miss anything. It's like you watched everything the entire week. Like I think I'd rather watch that than the Patriots right now. That's how boring the Patriots are. But <laughs> it was awesome. Like I, I'm a new man and I found <laughs> a new love. Like I already loved Sundays. Now I'm in. Oh. I won't leave that count. It must be so like it must be like pretty good for like fun like fantasy purposes, right? Because like you're just all it all it shows is touchdowns every time, right? Or every time a team's in the red zone. It shows everything. It shows like every big play. It knows who like the fantasy players are. Like 
if you have this guy or that guy. So it's always like on top of it showing you. And uh, it's like, okay, um, there's a player hurt. Let's quickly go to this game. There's a, they, they have the ball on the 50, but uh, Justin Herbert just completed two passes in a row, and here we go. Bang. And then it literally back. And then like literally if there's three games in the red zone, it literally puts all three up and it will just go to the one that has like the next snap with the volume to that game. It's just, it's, it was awesome. I was, I was super impressed and I didn't even watch the one o'clock games with it. I only watched the four o'clock games because the time I got home, but boy, I, I will never not have red zone again. All right, let's get into our college football picks. Week three coming up week two. None of us really had a great week. Goal of one, week two, three, and three. Me and Shuri both went two and four, it would have been. Yeah. No, when none of us, Baylor, lost, obviously, to BYU, so we need to get the three points there. So goal of Shuri was seven on the year. I'm with three. I'm trash at this, so just keep fading me, and you guys will be doing good. <laughs> on Thursday, after we made our picks, I saw this uh, TikTok, and the guy was like, hey, do you have any uh, – he was talking about a professional better. He's like, do you have any advice for us uh, in the week? And he goes, Baylor's a rat. He goes, if if Vegas is giving BYU that game, Baylor's a fucking rat. I he saw that. Not good. Did you? And yeah. I was like, damn it. Well, I wish I would have saw that before. Yeah, it was double was overtime, right. right? They lost that game? That's why that double, guy makes money gambling. Uh, I think yeah. it was just regular overtime, but wasn't it? Oh, Maybe not. I could be double, wrong. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I don't think I've let off a week yet making a pick. Have I? Go for it, dude. So for I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the first one. First one, I'm taking Minnesota 27 and a half versus Colorado. Minnesota's averaging 50 points a game and 302 yards on the ground per game. Colorado's letting up just under 40 a game and letting up 355 yards a game on the ground. Minnesota is going to run all over Colorado. They let up 452 yards to Air Force like last week or two weeks ago. Minnesota is going to kick the living shit out of them. Minnesota 27 and a half. Minnesota is a 27 and a half point favorite. I bet they've never been a 27 and a half point favorite. In Minnesota this. hasn't been a bad football program yeah, in the last like three, four years. Lately. But 27 and a half is a lot, dude. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad pick by you. Don't give me. I don't know how to make these picks. <laughs> I'm not calling you up. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what you're saying though. Like, when I'm just saying. Football team. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking to me that they have that many points. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado might be the worst fucking. Division one, like power five team in the country. All right, I'll they go probably next. Are. I'm taking Oklahoma to cover 11 and a half versus Nebraska. Nebraska fucking stinks. They lost to Northwestern and then they lost to Georgia Southern last week, dude. Oklahoma's the sixth best team in the nation. I just think they just fucking rail this team. Just fired their, fired coach. their coach. Doubling down on that. I got Oklahoma minus 11 at Nebraska. I'm on board with that, Kev. And have we hit both of our ones that? Yes, we have. Together? That's usually the only ones I Maybe hit. Maybe <laughs> let's just do all of them together. Well, no, 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 no. You guys did not because you took Notre Dame Marshall to cover 20 oh, last week. You guys lost that You're one. fucking fighting Irish. We got something the first week, I think, when we both hey, did it. Also, yeah, did. boys, so here's a little thing. I have Oklahoma as well. However, when I looked at it, because as I told you guys, I never set myself I'm looking at it right now, and what I did earlier is Oklahoma minus 10. I'm, I guess we, I mean, if we all going to take it, we all got to be on the same page, right? Yeah. yeah so why, why don't we just all get the lower points and take the 10? At the end of the day, I mean, we can do that. Sure. I'm going to put Oklahoma as your second team then, all right? 
Yeah, that's fine. Let's see. All right. So you know we're getting that one wrong. Like you know Nebraska's gonna come out. <laughs> Nebraska's gonna come out rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll go up next because that was for goals pick right there in Oklahoma. I'm taking. Uh, I think you guys have both picked them the first two weeks, and you guys got them both right. So I'm doing it. I'm taking USC minus twelve versus Fresno State. Uh, Fresno State lost at home to Oregon State last week, and now they're going on the road to a much better team in USC. I think USC handles them. You know, we're two for two for two, Kev. You just, nice. you just speak them, and I'll just double down on them. I got the same thing. I USC, which I'm high on anyway. You know, USC's my team that I picked to be in the, you know, make that run this year, and uh, Caleb Williams to be the the Heisman. So let's keep it going. I got I got USC to cover the twelve. All right, my next one. I'm taking Iowa State minus 18 and a half over I uh, Ohio. Ohio is 123rd in the country in scoring defense, which is out of 131 teams. Iowa State's 11th, smallest sample size with two games. But Iowa, I mean, Ohio just stinks. I don't love Iowa State's offense, but it's good enough to cover 18 and a half. Give me Iowa State 18 and a half. Ooh, all right, all right. Take it three for three. I'm taking... This is a tricky one, dude. I was thinking about doing the um, – this one, I'm on the fence. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going with it. I like what last week what they did. I'm taking Oregon three-and-a-half versus BYU. I think Ooh. that Oregon's offense last week Oregon's, – Oregon's tricky. They played Georgia the first week of the year, right? And they got fucking shellacked. Georgia's going to shellack any team in the nation except for maybe like three teams, right? So it's hard to judge them, but last week Oregon's offense put up 70 points against a no-name. I just think that – I just don't think BYU can hang with Oregon's offense. So I'm taking Oregon three and a half. Nice. I have uh, Penn State to cover minus three at Auburn. Um, I just think Auburn hasn't been challenged yet, and I don't think that they're really that good. Um, I know it's in the SEC, but Penn State is fucking really good this year. So – I, I don't know all the stats on it, but I do know that the guys I follow like on Twitter that are college football experts had Penn State as a really good team. So I like that at minus three. Is it three or three and a half? What did you say? Three? I have it at three. Yeah. Okay. I think you said three and a half the first time. Maybe I just heard you wrong. No, you probably didn't. It's all good. Three. We're good. We're locked in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I got the, uh, I got the same thing. I like Penn State minus three. I think that uh, Auburn struggled last week against San Jose State. I know it's the SEC. It's on the road. It's it's in it's in Auburn. But I think Sean Clifford is better than anything Auburn has. So I, I give me Penn State going on the road in a hostile environment, covering the three. My um, last against the spread, I'm taking Nevada plus twenty three and a half against Iowa. Iowa scored 14 total points on the year. Zero chance they're covering twenty three and a half. They fucking One suck. Touchdown. Give me Nevada minus, I mean, plus 23 and a half. I have um, San Diego State covering plus 21 at Utah. Now, Utah is really good, um, but I think they're a methodical team where they're just going to pound you out and uh, run yep. it up the gut. Well, San Diego State's got some gamers, man. Um, so I, I, I think San Diego State just keeps it close enough. I watched them once uh, week one this year. I liked what I saw. So give me San Diego State. 
So I'm going to say this before you make this next pick. Last week, we all made the same pick. I will this. not make the same pick if you guys pick the same So the I, I wrote down three different matchups just to uh, make it so I don't make the same pick. Are we doing guys. the dogs first or are we going to do the over yeah. first? Yeah, do the dogs. Dog, sure. You got one off the top of your head. I'm kind of going back and forth on one. Yeah, I got. Uh, I I said Michigan State beats Washington. They are at Washington, but they are three and a half. Uh, Washington's a three and a half favorite. Um, but I think that Michigan State going in there will run the ball down their throat, take care of the clock, and beat them. Get the big upset. Yeah, that was the one I was kind of going back and forth on um, between this other one. That, I was gonna pick the same thing, but I'm I'm not going to. So I'm gonna t- I'm taking Miami plus five over A and M. I think they're going to they're gonna go down and win that game. Miami's gonna kind of vault themselves, maybe make a statement as they could be the best team in the uh, ACC. So I'm taking Miami plus five. All right. Uh, I don't feel bad about this because I need to get points. All right. So I'm taking LSU to beat Mississippi State. It's only a two point game, but uh, LSU I think is on the road at Mississippi State. So I'm taking LSU to win that. I like it. Over unders. I am going with the. Sure. I asked um, KG this. I'm going to ask you a little trivia before I make this pick. Do you know what team in college football is leading the country in points per game? It's a power five. I asked that. It's power, a power five. five. Okay. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Kansas. <laughs> so I am taking Kansas Houston over 56 and a half. Both teams are averaging over. Kansas is averaging 55 a game. Houston's averaging like. 33 and a half. Both defenses aren't very good. In fact, Houston is one of the, has, I think they're like 105 in the country in points against. So 56 and a half seems just like a low number for a team that's averaging almost, you know, combined fucking 90 a game. Give me uh, the over uh, in the Kansas Houston game. I like it, dude. You, you brought some statistics there to back that shit up, and that was good. I like that a lot. Um, all right. I am taking, um, let me see. I'm taking Ohio State is playing Toledo. The over-under on that is 60 and a half. I'm taking the over on that. I think Ohio State might put up 60 points themselves in this game. But Toledo in their first two games have won 37 nothing and 55-10. to 10. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Miami Texas A&M. And- you said that it's at 45 on yours, so I'll take the 45. I think they go over that. There it is, dude. Over 45. That is a let's. I didn't realize that's a nine o'clock game Saturday night. Yeah, it's a late one. Yeah. That's a late one. Are there that kind of sucks. On around- is there any games on? I guess BYU, Oregon's three thirty. Penn State, Auburn's three thirty. Um, yeah, I almost and I this was just gonna be like so just very self-deprecating. I almost took Cal as my dog to be Notre Dame because I'm just like this season can't get any fucking worse. <laughs> 
it's I was like looking at their schedule. I'm like, there's that that game in Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. It is. The same thing. I think Shari mentioned this earlier, but I think uh, Notre Dame paid Marshall like 1.25 million or 1.5 million to come play them this week too. Wait, it's wild. You talk, yeah, talk about like where I made a comment about their schedule. Right? They played Ohio State. They got Cal this week, North Carolina next week. Then they have a week off. Then they play they're home against BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, BC, and USC. I don't know where the fuck. Looking back now, them me saying they're gonna win ten games is fucking nuts. Especially big one this week. Another big fun. one this week. Uh, UMaine's traveling down to BC, dude. Down to BC. That's you fun. see, was it UMaine played New Mexico State last week? Yeah, they played some someone like they Baker. got the wheels yeah. beat off of them. It was like fifty-three to nothing or something like that. But yeah. All right, boys, ready? No, I got a quick. Trivia so, back to Gola. Okay. I can't find like an actual list. So I've been that's what I was doing. Name the best player from Kansas football player. Ever? Yep. Akeem Talib. Yeah, good call. That's who I thought it was too. But he was consensus all American and stuff like that. So, but I can't find a list. But he has to be. He has to be. Yeah. He also I was just reading that his senior year or his junior year because he came out after his junior year. He also caught. Four touchdowns as a wide receiver. So it just shows you how good of a player he was. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he was a he was nasty, man. The guy, I mean, he was an absolute like I didn't think you were gonna get that. I love it. That was a good pull. Sherry, do you have the pieces of paper? Oh shit. Um here, I do have one. Yeah, I got them. I was saying, I think I might. Sure, so I, I found illustrative Shorey. So, as good as he was, my assumption is most people would say Gale Sayers is the best Kansas player ever. Ooh. I mean, I'm uh, just saying, like. You got him ready? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Kev, do you want to go over what we're doing? It's time for the BDB Starting Five. Let's get this shit going. So, we had talked about this yesterday. Uh, We're going to create a family. Uh, We had talked about doing TV, and then about, I don't know, an hour ago, Shory said he only did movie characters. Shocking. We kind of had to bend it a little bit. So far. I've had a couple of busy days of work. So. We're going to do. Yeah, yeah, you have Shut really up, busy at work. Idiot. So we're going to do uh, TV movie characters, but you're building a family. So you're going to pick a dad, a mom, a brother, a sister. And then every family needs a good person to have a good drinking buddy with. So dad, mom, brother, sister, and drinking buddy. Drinking buddy obviously is not a part of your family. So it's just. But the rules are for this is that. Um, the person actually has to be either a dad or a mom or a brother or a sister or like a drunk in the movie or TV show that they're from. That makes sense. You can't say like, oh, I'm going to pick like Jerry Seinfeld to be my dad when Jerry Seinfeld's not really a dad in the TV show. That makes sense. Got it, Sherry? Yeah, I didn't do it right, but it's all good. Oh, God. 
Dude, who's got the list of who's oh, yeah. fucking picking? Jesus Cola, Christ, you pick. We haven't done this for a while, so I really crumpled them up nice uh, and tight. I say, you fucking think it's so tight. I thought we were doing uh, pet, so uh, <laughs> I like to drink my pet anyway, so don't worry about it. Gola, you got the number one pick. Okay. Kev, you have the number... Three. I did. All right. I'm getting in the drinking buddy out of the way. I'm taking my favorite character ever from any TV show, and I'm taking Nick Miller as my best friend to drink with. I fucking love Nick Miller. He's he's hilarious. So I'm getting it out of the way. One one Nick Miller drinking buddy. Shows how much you love your family, dude. That you just skipping your family going right to your drinking buddy. Uh, my first one, I am picking my dad, and I'm taking Clark Griswold um, from National Lampoon's va- Christmas Vacation. When uh, that I thought you were like you were taking Andy Sherry. Like, dude, that's, that's not. That's you said you like my dad. Like, what movie was? You can't like count one of his like game films from high school as a movie. Clark <laughs> Griswold's great. All right, I'm going to go dad as well. I think this is the greatest TV dad for maybe not like the greatest character. Well, yeah, no, he's the greatest. I don't know how I'm going to try to say this. I think this guy would be awesome to have as a dad. And I'm taking Tim, the tool man, Taylor. <laughs> I think he would be a fucking fantastic dad. The dude is just awesome. He's fun. He's stupid. He's funny. He's everything, dude. He lets you work on the cars if you want. He brings you onto his TV show. He's just an awesome dude. All right. Great pick. I used to love Home Improvement. Great pick. Love Home Improvement. It's a good show. Um, All right. Uh, Next, I'm going to go with Sister. Um, I'm not too tough of a guy, so I need someone that can, like, maybe stick up for me. So I'm going to take Arya Stark on that one, dude. She's going to be my sister. She's going to be my one one with my sister, too. That's, That's a good pick, man. Badass little bitch. She is. Uh, I'll I'll go to my mom, and this you guys will never get this. Uh, I don't even know if you'll like remember who it is, but um, the mom, and I don't even know if she has a a name in the movie uh, from a Christmas story. Oh, she's got a name. I know you're talking no. about though. Yeah, it's I Ralphie's don't know. Mom. That's all I know. But she's like the most loving mother. Um, she protects her her son from like her dad from his dad when he's like being a a grump. Um, but like something about her, like bringing back the olden times, I just love her. You know what's hilarious? You're right, dude. You go to IMDb on it, and it's Ralphie's like it's mom. it says Mother Parker because Parker's their last name. Yeah. And the dad's name is the old man Parker. Yeah. That's incredible. That's uh, my second favorite movie of all time so remember the titans number one that number two wow um is it me it's you brother yeah it's you all right for my brother i'm taking somebody that will every morning that i when i get up he's gonna cook me breakfast and he'll keep me laughing all day long 
and I'm taking Johnny Drama from Entourage as my brother. Guy's going to cook me fucking breakfast, any meal that I want, and he's just going to keep me fucking laughing all the time because he's so goddamn ridiculous. Uh, there's been a lot of, like, movies, TV shows that I haven't seen, but, like, I have not seen Entourage, dude. No. And it's crazy to it's me. A, like, I think I would like it. It's, I mean, I like it. I think it's a, it's a pretty fucking, it's a pretty solid show. Such a good pick. Yeah. He's, um, he'll start, he'll, he'll uh, mix it up too, <clears throat> but he'll be nonstop entertainment. Yeah. All right. So for my um, mother, hold on. I got to find her name. Cause like I said, I, I lost my list. Hold on. God damn it. I know this is great and I'm stumbling over this, but hold on. I'm taking Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. I think she's like the most laid back mom of all time because probably because she's waffled all the time. Um, the only downfall for her is her is her like laughing voice is obnoxious oh, in the show. Rugged. But uh, I think she'd be a great mom to have. She's uh, she's an animal. All right, we're good. We're good. So, <clears throat> my drinking partner—I had to mix this up now. Yep. Is it's gonna be wild, but it's two guys from the same movie. It's cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's. Uh, absolute wild card, man. Like I feel like him and I could go out, have some beers, and end up in uh, California. So. I think he's an absolute. Yeah, he'd be so fun, dude. You're a big National Lampoons fan, huh? Huge <laughs> National Lampoons. Big fan. Cousin Eddie is. I think if you're getting the gist of where I'm going with this list, with this list, uh, having a drinking friend for uh, a Christmas list is pretty hard to come by. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Let's see. I'm going to I'm going to uh I'm going to get Tim Taylor all married up here. Get the mom for the mom. I am taking Joyce Byers from Stranger Things. This fucking woman nice. will do whatever it goddamn takes to protect her children. She will go to the fucking the what do you call it? The under fucking underworld what's it called? Upside down. Upside She'll go down. to the upside down. She'll go to Russia to, Russia. to a fucking prison, dude. She will do whatever it takes to keep her kids fucking safe, dude. Love her. Yeah. Good, good one. Never, I've uh, never finished the show. You gotta watch it, dude. It's good stuff. There's one more season coming out, dude, but it won't come out for like two years, so you get some time. But it's the last season, so. All right, I don't gotta do drinking, buddy, because you guys already have. So let's go with brother. For my brother, I am taking. Charlie Harper. Do you guys know who Charlie Harper is? <laughs> yes. From Two and a Half Men, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> this dude is fucking loaded rich. He lives right on the water in Malibu. He loves to drink, and he's got some nice-looking women coming to his house quite often. He'd buy, he'd be, I think he'd buy some beers for me if I was a little younger. I think, yeah. You might get away. Yeah, I might get away with some of that. For a sister, I'm taking uh, Cindy Lou Who. She's like the sweetest little girl. She just wants peace with everybody. Uh, what a, just a wonderful human being to be around. Who, but hold on. But you said you took her as a sister, but I, 
I probably haven't watched that movie as much as you. I didn't. Was there any other kids in that family? Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's the little... brother that climbed up to see the Grinch, and he's the one who fell down the mountain. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, she has. I um, just googled it. She has four siblings, apparently. So. Oh wow. There you go. I am really struggling with a sister. KG, I kind of took that kinda, one. Kind of uh, sexist. No, it's not. I'm going to get my dad out of the way while I try to think of my uh, my sister here for a second. And I am taking Jim's dad from American Pie, Eugene Levy. <laughs> uh, one of those laid back guys in the world. T- tries to talk to his son about, you know, trying to push his son towards banging Nadia. So I think he'd just between him and Kitty Foreman, I'd have the most laid back parents in the world. He is pretty awesome. Oh, my goodness, dude. That's I, funny. Uh, He's another one, too. Does he even have like a real name? I think it just, I see, I, it's, I thought it was. Yeah, it's just as Jim's dad. Jim's dad. Um, <laughs> well, they call him dad in the movie the whole time, right? It makes sense. Can I, can I, like, pass my pick and then yeah, you yeah. guys finish out? <laughs> of course. Because uh, I only say that because I was like, gonna be like, okay, sister can't be that hard, and I struggle too. Um, but the last one I have left is brother. It's easy. It's Buddy the Elf. Um, just one of the most likable human beings of all time. Yes, he's got a brother. Did Kimmy make this list? So we were driving home yesterday and we were joking around about it. And um, here's what it was. We were talking about it. And then we always like ask Alexa how many days till Christmas. And it's going to be, a, I don't know if you can hear Alexa going off right now. Alexa off. Um, it's going to be a hundred days when this drops. So the best day of the year, it's coming. The best season of the year, 100 days away. Christmas, can you believe it? And in honor of that, the big dog has dropped the best Christmas family of all time. <laughs> so and ridiculous. Yes, dude. He definitely helps. For my drinking buddy, I am going with Jim Leahy from Trailer Park Boys. If you wanted to wake up at 6 in the morning and start drinking, Leahy's going to be ready to drink with you. If you want to start at noon, Leahy's going to start drinking with you. If you said, hey, maybe we'll just start drinking at dinner time, guess what? Leahy's already been drinking all day. This dude's down to drink whenever you want, dude. Great buddy he to is. drink with. Who was your buddy to drink with? Or do you still have that? Or is that, that that's what it was? Or was that a brother? That's my drinking buddy, Jim Leahy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, I forgot I had this on my list, and I just found it. For my sister, I this is kind of a food thing for me. I have my brother cooking me breakfast. My sister can cook me dinner. She's a little annoying. She's a little fucking uptight, but I'm taking Monica Geller. Cook me some food. Oh, uh, um, good call. Plus, you'd have Jennifer Anderson around, Rachel and Phoebe around all the time, so that'd be a plus. So, Monica Geller, sister. I, I almost went with Joey Tribbiani for my brother. That's I think Joe would be a cool yeah. brother to have. Does he have a sibling on the show, though? He's got, like, seven sisters or something seven like that. Seven sisters. Yeah. So he yeah, my, my Yeah, I, my, the, the drinking buddy was – I was either going to go with him, with Nick Miller, or if somebody else took him at some point or was going to be Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Mm. Tyrion Lannister was up there, too. 
Yeah, I had those are my three. I had Nick Tyrion and and uh, Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. I had also yep. had Red. I had uh, who else did I have from my my dad? I don't even remember now. Do you guys ever watch Modern Family? Used to. No. I never really watch. I've seen episodes here and there, but like Phil Dunphy seems like it'd be a cool dad too. Phil Dunphy's awesome, yeah. Also yeah. the dad, Danny Tanner. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eugene. I, yeah, That's Eugene Levy too, isn't it? Yeah, it is Eugene Levy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That show is so fucking funny. It's one of the best, like most underrated shows. You know it who really I had was. on my list for one of the dads, and I was I was thinking if I got down to it, I'd pick him. He seemed like he was a hard ass, but just like the house you got to live in was uh, Philip Banks from. Uh, Yep. Uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, yeah. Yep. I had another one I had on there was uh, Carl Winslow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cop, right? He's a cop. Cop, kind of a hard ass, but, yeah. you know, lovable kind of a soft guy. spot. Like big love. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Shit. That was a good one, dude. That was good. First starting five in a long time. I think that was our first one. I think I looked back. It was uh, Jan- uh, July 28th, so. Holy month, moly. month and a half we've gone without it so but we've got football in our lives now so football kind of takes up some of it you know but yeah football takes up quite a bit of it um so let me um let me ask you guys real quick we can we don't have to talk too much about it but there are let me look at the number i don't know if this includes tonight but we have what do the Yankees have? A hundred and thirty-three games? No, what is it? Yankees have like twenty-one left, I think. One, yeah, twenty-one games left. Does is Judge is Judge breaking Maris's Yankee record? Yes, he only needs four, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he has fifty-seven. I don't believe he yep. got one tonight. So, all right. With that being said, if he breaks it. How where does he how many does he finish with is what I should say. So if you think he's gonna break it, does he finish with sixty two, sixty seven? Yeah, so I was looking at this actually either yesterday or today. I think I was looking at it last night after he hit two. His pace right now is like sixty five and a half. So like if he stays on his current pace what he's been on all year, I'll get to around sixty five, sixty six. Um I feel like the Yankees they've been faltering a little bit, but they've they've kind of picked it back up lately. So I feel like the Yankees are going to clinch, and then they're going to rest him a little bit. So I think he breaks Maris, but I think he finishes with, like, 63. If they've if have if they clinched and he hasn't got to the record yet, do you think they still play him until he breaks it? Or do you think they put him, resting him for the playoffs more ahead of that? I think they still play him. I think they would. If, yeah, if he's still healthy, like he's still yeah, he's not feeling the bumps. Maybe they'll DH him or something like that, you know, just DH him instead of playing the field. Yep. If they've clinched, I can see them doing that. But yeah, he's having a he's at, dude. I was looking at his numbers, like he is only he's batting three ten on the year before today, and then that guy in the Twins, I think it is, was batting three nineteen. If he can somehow make up nine points, he's the triple crown. Plus, he's leading the league in runs. Uh, Runs as well. Triple count doesn't do runs, right? Yeah, there's a couple guys that no, have triple... batting average. Triple count is runs and I mean home runs, RBI is batting average. Yeah. But he's also yeah. leading the league in runs by quite a bit too. So he could have like the four big stats basically. He he could lead all four of them. So I I mean there's talks of like Otani still winning MVP because like 
he's obviously a freak and he does so much like the only player ever to like strike out a hundred and get whatever, you know, whatever the numbers are. But like the angels have just clinched their eighth losing season in a row. And the Yankees are, you know, vying for the playoffs. I think there's a lot to lot in that. And I think judges just carry the Yankees the entire year. So I think it's his award to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you'll win it uh, as well. Although, like you said, if, if, if Otani wins it, I'm not going to be like, this is complete bull- bullshit. I mean, I, I do think that playoffs should have somewhat of a factor into it, but but the, the voters have shown in the past, like it, it doesn't matter to them with the amount of times that Trout has won it or Trout has been one or two. So um, I think Judge will, but I, I like I said, if Otani does, it's, it's not going to be a surprise and I wouldn't be like up in arms over it. So like I, I agree I th- I think I think what happens a lot too and we've talked about this before is that people get bored when people are great right like we've seen with LeBron and I think if this was Otani's first year doing this then I think he wins it but since we saw it last year we're always like oh it's the same old thing like Russell Westbrook averaged triple double for like four straight years you know and like people hate on Russell Westbrook all the time for it yeah. I think what Judge is doing he has 57 home runs next closest in the entire major entire majors is 37 it's just it's insane he's up 12 on the most runs in the majors I don't know he's just everything he's doing he's dominating in it so Except for pitching, like what Tani is. Yeah, but I mean, like, no, I and I understand, I understand what you're saying. I just, I guess, what I'm saying is, you could make an argument that Otani should win the, if even if he wasn't pitching, he could win the MVP, and but then he could also win the Cy Young. I don't think he's going to, but like, I think Verlander is probably still going to win it. But I'm saying, like, you could make the argument that if he if he wasn't a dual threat guy, his stats are good enough to win both of them. Now. Obviously, his his offensive numbers are nowhere near what Judge's is, but in any other year, he might. He's definitely top five. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say, like, I would pick Otani. I'm saying I'm no, just... Yeah, I know what you mean. But <clears throat> incredible year. Like, we take it for granted. We become bored with... Mm-hmm. So it's unborable when it's, like, Tom Brady or, you know, then we, like, want it back when it's gone. Like offensive war, judges nine in Otani's is three point three. Like nine wars. Judge. I mean, what's the, like what's Trout's record for highest war ever for a season? Didn't Betts have one like an absurd one the year you won MVP for the Sox? Like nine wars, insane to me for an entire year. Let's look it up real quick. Is that oh, total or just offensive? Oh my God! That was 1883 as in Walter Johnson has 16 and a half. I don't know. It's hard to see this fucking thing. It's so old. Let's see if Betts is on here. Rookie Betts had 10.7 in 2018. That's probably the high. Is that the highest recently? This this is so hard to see, dude. So I'm on, I'm on I'm on I'm on Baseball I think Reference Alex right now. Go as higher than that. <laughs> I'm on baseball reference right now, and the highest I think one it is showing yeah. for, for hitters recently is bets. Yeah. They're like they say the highest one ever, if you factor everything in, was uh, uh, Babe Ruth in 1923. It was a 14.2. He actually has a top three of all time. Some guy in 1883 had a 20.2. So, I mean. 
Oh, Bonds has a couple up there too, but those were in like early 2000s. But like more recent, last like 10, five years, five, 10 years is, is bets at 10.7. And then Trout had two of them, 10 and a half. Oh, he's just behind him. Yeah, no, not, nine is absurd. It's fucking, yeah. stu- it's, it's, it's nuts. All time season, dude. All time. Good stuff. All right. Before we end the show, I don't think we, we didn't talk about this at all. Pats are two point favorites on the road versus the Steelers. Uh, Najee Harris was hurt, but I think he's going to play in this game. I believe I've heard, but TJ Watt is out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge win there for the Pats. Who wins the game? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You guys are feeling Pittsburgh in this one, huh? Can't score. Can't score. Just don't have no, they can't score. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's not a very good offensive team, but their defense is still fucking nasty. I mean, I know they still they lost Watt, but they're still very good. You know I what? I'm gonna uh, I'm taking the Pats. I'm gonna take the Pats to win this one. I think uh, I think Miami's better than everyone gives them credit for, and I think uh, I think the Steelers are trash, especially without Watt. So I'm taking the Pats. Uh, yeah. I'm... I just think I, it's funny to me that I think if Claypool was on the Patriots, he'd be a clear number one uh, wide receiver. He's a number three. Just shows the weapons they have, and I think their defense is. But who knows? Maybe maybe Mac just takes care of the ball. They methodically go out there and win. Uh, they can do that. It's just not fun to watch as a fan. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to win a game when you – most of the time you're not going to win games when you're minus three in the turnover differential. I will say I think that is the lowest uh, points total over-under for the week. Uh, 40 points is what the betting line is at right now. So prepare for a low-scoring matchup in that one. You guys got anything else? That's all I got. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Beers Dad Ball. Um, Subscribe when you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And to stay healthy. Peace. Nice, guys.